You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and I happened to trip across a, an interesting recording, The Farfields, a musical story from the other world. And The Farfield is a magical collection of music and song produced by Kjol Connected's Dr. Thomas Johnson, creative with pristine production values, evocative soundscapes, and a roll call of high caliber musicians, namely Sean McElwain, Shane Green, and Stephen Markham. And uh, Thomas Johnson is here with me in studio. Uh, be it virtually across the Atlantic. Uh, Thomas, thanks a million for coming along. And I want to hear what is um, QL Connected about. And uh, I know you've toured, because I know you were in Philadelphia at some stage, you're in Pennsylvania, and uh, this, uh, you, you've been around for a while. So fill me in. Sure. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, fr- from from Monaghan myself. I'm a traditional musician. My, my own instruments are the Ellen pipes and whistles. Um, and a number of years ago, I was studying down at the University of Limerick, um, and I had the opportunity at the time to facilitate workshops for very young children. Now we're talking two, three, four-year-olds, so that was about eight or nine years ago, and that was my first step at the time into this world of creating artistic experiences for very, very young audiences. So. I got hooked at the time. Um, at the time, it was the, the most challenging work that I'd ever done. You know, I'd like a lot of traditional musicians. I'd toss the the whistle um, in my own living room at home, but this encountering of two and three year olds uh, was was a first for me. So it's really since then uh, I I set up Kill Connected, and Kill Connected is a, a company um, that creates and produces and tours uh, what, what I describe as gig theatre productions for very young audiences and these these productions are inspired by the world of traditional arts, uh, folklore, the cultural heritage of County Monaghan where I'm from but as well as coming from a real traditional arts place with music and song and dance I work with Theatre artists, visual artists, uh, lighting designers, um, a, a whole range of other art forms, I suppose, to, to create what I hope is a very magical experience for young audiences. Uh, and again, we 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 uh, we believe that very young children deserve the highest quality experience that they can possibly have, and that's why I try to work with the 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 most creative, best artists that I can find, and we have we've great crack uh, making the work that we make, um, but we take it very seriously as well. So, Thomas, it, they always say don't work with animals or children, <laughs> and in trying to entertain two or three or four-year-olds whose attention span uh, is down to seconds in many cases, um, you have to then, in some ways, accept that kids are going to get up, wander around, pull at each other, come up and tug at you and all those kind of things. So yeah. that in itself is a whole way of approaching an art. It is. like Children are, especially the, the, the younger uh, age group, are the probably the most honest audience that you will ever meet because they will actually just tell you right in the middle of your show if they like it or not. <laughs> or 
they'll go for a little walk or 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 uh, a cry, <laughs> you know, if they're not enjoying it. So, um, so it is that they're, and that's really the beauty of working with very young children, um, and and it's why I suppose the the development process of, of creating these shows is really important, um, to to work with children and developing them and to in, include children's voices in the creation of of the pieces. So. Uh, that's really really key, but it's about um, it's about bringing the the best of what is traditional music and song and dance, but it's also trying to remember what it was that really that really enthralled us when we were children, bringing up in that sense of curiosity, of wonder, of magic, of the of of the possible, you know. Um, and I'm trying to really embed that in the story. So that's what we do. And, and the Far Field uh, show, it's for that age group, for two to six-year-olds. And it's it's uh, it's a story that I co-created with uh, uh, Emma Fisher, our set designer and puppeteer, and also Sean McElwain, uh, who carried out some research for the show as well. And it's all it's inspired by old fairy tales and folklore from the, the Schlieve Bay region of County Monaghan. Um, so Sean, uh, he's an uh, ethnomusicology is his research background, and he spent a while in the in the, the archives in UCD, um, uncovering some of those old stories about. You know the the belief that if a, a a cow didn't have milk back in the day, that the fairies had stolen the milk, or um, the the reason that stones are so shiny in a river is because the fairies come out at night and dance in them. So all of all of those old stories are threaded through the show, I suppose, to try and create that sense of of wonder and curiosity, which which hold. I suppose it's about trying to hold children in that space, but. It's no mean feat when you do have 80 or 100 three-year-olds in front of you to try and achieve that. Um, so that, that's the sort of work that we're, we're, we're up to. Uh, when, when you mentioned Sleep Bay, um, I have um, our dear Dark Mountain with the sky over it oh, yeah, yeah. In, my, in my collection. And um, that raises, of course, that... In Ireland, despite how small a country it is, there are such profound regional differences, and there's a, a myriad of folklore associated with each of these regions and areas that I guess gives you a wealth of material just drawing from your own area. It does for sure, and, and I think there's there's such a richness. Um, in in our folklore and in our stories and songs and music, that um, I think it's just so for for children and, and young audiences, it's really there for the the taking. Do you know to 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 uncover it and to be inspired by it? And of course, we then are very creative and and make our own stories because that it's about keeping the tradition alive and and writing our own stories, but. Um, in particular, we're, we're really, I'm from Monaghan, Sean's from Monaghan, um, and uh, we're, we're passionate about um, revealing the, the, the maybe hidden tradition from Monaghan, because when people think of traditional music in Ireland, you know, Monaghan might not be 
the first place that you think of, but it, it soon will be. <laughs> that's our <laughs> that, that's our plan. Um, so it is. <laughs> so uh, you've brought the um, music touring, and uh, while well, you've gone internationally, but. Within Ireland itself, have you been able to do some touring and present? Is it through the school system, or how do you normally find your venues? Yeah, we um, we actually we were about to set out on a two-month tour of the far field um, in April and May. So that that of course didn't happen with the the COVID um, restrictions and all of that. Um, but we we have, I suppose, built up really strong relationships with venues around Ireland. So, for example, that that tour of the Farfield in April and May was a 17 venue tour um, around Ireland, maybe visiting two two to three venues a week, depending. Uh, so we over the years we've uh, built up our tours um, from from a, maybe our first tour could have been three or four venues. Uh, six seven years ago, to having a very strong network of venues who support our work, and the Arts Council in Ireland have very been very supportive of it as well. But but building relationships with schools is really important, with preschools, with local agencies, um, and with the venues as well. So it's mostly be- because our tours um, would involve. Uh, uh, quite a large set and a lighting design and a sound design um, they, they really uh, we, we can show them off at their best when we bring them into the venue but to be honest we'll go anywhere we've, we've performed in all sorts of spaces and places um, and most of our most of our touring has been in Ireland but we're also looking at opportunities to bring the work elsewhere so there are a few things in the works at the minute, hopefully when things settle down. Uh, you mentioned when you bring the, if you can get two or three venues in a, in a week and that you have quite a large um, logistical part of it. Uh, not a small or insignificant financial type of operation. So are you, you are very heavily dependent upon the Arts Council then? We are. We would, for, for the most part, um, our work would be funded through the Arts Council through uh, Creative Ireland at, at, uh, in, in some cases, um, but also through local support from the venues. So uh, we are uh, probably mostly funded um, through public funding um, and, and thankfully there's a growing awareness of the need to support work for young audiences and to understand that those young audiences are going to have the best experience if it's a more intimate show often. Uh, so so it, of course it, it, if you can imagine trying to have four performers and two technicians on the road and all of the the expenses that go along with that and you're, you're performing to perhaps audience capacities of 20, 30, 40, 50 um, it is heavily reliant on Arts Council funding, but but and we're very grateful for the funding we have. So I think that awareness is growing. Um, and in more recent years, we, we've started to create uh, work for children with complex needs 
um, sort of it's multi-sensory experiences and, and working with uh, children with complex needs requires an even smaller audience so we can so we can work quite closely so thankfully there there's uh, as I say a, a growing awareness there of, of the need for it and Thomas given since COVID and you were going to be planning a, a tour with that in many ways one could say that <coughs> this is a time when parents particularly would very much welcome some type of programming that would engage younger children have you been able to do anything since April that has allowed you to stream or go online and or connect yeah well we because I suppose literally when the, the tour was supposed to happen the restrictions came in um, and it was a very painful uh, few weeks and a couple of months really for ourselves and a lot of companies in terms of work getting cancelled or postponed or rescheduled so we 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 decided um because that the the funding for that tour was in place through the arts council and the arts council came through to to let companies like uh, our own know that they'd continue to support the work if we if we could reimagine um, how it was being presented, we could hit the ground running with designing a series of online workshops that we called the Farfield Sessions. So over uh, four weeks, with the support of all our venues, myself, um, our puppeteer, Emma Fisher, and our director, who's also a puppeteer, Tommy Baker, designed and recorded a series of, of uh, workshops in music, song, uh, and puppetry that we shared with with the children who were going to come and see the show and the venue supported that as well. So we, we actually have done quite a lot um, of online dissemination of, of our work. Um, and at the moment, we're just taking a step back because I think uh, there, there was really and truly, uh, you could almost describe it as a tsunami of, of offerings from artists who were very generous with their their time and their skills online um, and I think at the moment people are taking a little bit of a step back to just see okay what is the impact here do you know we're, we we really wanted to do something for children who were, who were at home but something that was meaningful so I think we just need to take a little step back and that's what we're doing at the minute just to to, to think about uh, how how we'll go about that sort of work down the line if it's if it's needed. Um, it, that's a good point for us to to start to wrap up and get your coordinates because <coughs> the rest of today's programming we're talking about the festival of curiosity, mm. uh, which is getting underway shortly and has to go virtual this year as well. A fascinating uh, event in how it encompasses and engages again uh, predominantly children and uh, I was fascinated with some of the subject matter that they were approaching but if anybody wants to find you uh, is it Facebook is the best spot? Uh, we have our, our the main website is kyolconnected.ie um, and the, the Farfield show and album and the, the story of the show is on thefarfield.ie and I organise a, a, a children's festival myself in Monaghan um, this coming autumn, and it's called Tradoodle. 
so we're actually at the minute we're the, that festival this would have been the fourth or is the fourth year of it and usually we work with creches, preschools, libraries, venues so that the entire festival is going online this year also so so you can find us on the website and, and all the usual places on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook we, we keep things updated quite regularly in terms of workshops and performances and albums that are coming up so Thanks Lots of places to, to find out about our work. Indeed. Well, thanks a million, Thomas. And maybe we'll come back and talk to you about Tradoodles uh, in a few weeks' time. Lovely. Yeah. I'd be very happy to. Thanks, <laughs> Austin. And you are listening to Irish Radio Canada. We've been talking to Thomas Johnson of uh, connected.ie.